What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Log On Games podcast for Friday, December the 17th. On this episode, we are going to be talking about the Splinter Cell remake that is in the works. Uh, PlayStation, I, I don't think we really, maybe we mentioned it in a past podcast, but like the PlayStation like version of Game Pass news kind of hit during our Game Awards predictions mm-hmm. and the next week, which was the Game Awards. So we really didn't get a big chance to talk about it. So we're going to throw that in there. And then uh, Jason has the analog pocket. He has it in his hands. He has it on his it's face. True. He has it in his ears and his eyes. So we are going to <laughs> we're going to talk all about that. Can you even purchase those right now, or is it just pre-ordering right now? So this I purchased or I pre-ordered a year and a half ago, and it just got here today. Um, nice. They went up for pre-order again this week with anywhere between spring of next year to blanket 2023 to get it. Gotcha. God, fun. That's. That's 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 why that's quite uh, quite the wait. Some people did that with Steam Deck anyway. You have to wait till twenty twenty three, so you might as well just go ahead and get them both. They're pretty much the same thing. You know? I've got the Steam Deck on pretty order too. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> all Jason right, well, does all me, his Christmas shopping two years in advance. It's true. <laughs> with me today, as usual, you can find him across the uh, multiverse because I just watched Spider Man, so I got multiverse on the brain. You know what I mean? At X user eight X, we have Matthew with us on the podcast today. Hello, hello, hello. It's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Okay, sure, <laughs> sure. How's it going? Wait, they, did they put out a trailer for that game or that movie before it came out? A couple. Okay. One. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Hopefully, I think we're seeing it Sunday. Sunday, fun day. Mm-hmm. Uh, also with me on the podcast today, you can find him in his brand new closet. At J Monty G man, we have Jason with us today. What up, what up? How's it going? <laughs> I actually, uh, before I moved, I took, I opened a photo booth on my Mac, and ducked and took a picture of it so I can set it as my background, like on Zoom. That's so awesome. I can always be That's in the awesome. tiny closet whenever I need to be. How is your like actual room now? I've seen uh, pictures on Instagram of you so, rearranging it and stuff like that. Yes, so it's it's still in progress, and there's um, rumors that Santa is getting me these Lego shelves, like they're wooden bookshelves that Lego yep. actually makes. Um, so I asked Santa That's for cool. that. We'll see if he delivers. But I've got my Switch and PS5 and stuff down there um, nice. behind me, and I've got a couch eh, over there. So um, there it's go. nice to have plenty like of space. You. I don't have as much time to use it as I'd like. Um, but before my son goes to bed, because his room is directly across from my door, we play Breath of the Wild for like 20 minutes as like a wind down. And it's hilarious because he's three years old. So he has my Switch during the day and he throws mm-hmm. all the weapons away and eats all the food. <laughs> and then he it's, wants it's me to play. It's a different kind of hard mode. It's actually super fun because it turns into a survival <laughs> game. <laughs> you, you like have to stealth into the camp and use like stasis and magnesis and stuff to really like creatively get some weapons back and whatnot it's fun so i saw the picture it's that's a new ps5 correct didn't you sell yours yes or that 
Yes. No, that was me. Um, When I found out I was going to move, I sold my initial PS5 to help fund the move. And Mm -hmm. then it took me about six weeks of attempting to buy another one to actually secure one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where'd you end up getting one? I ended From- up getting, was it, it is Best Buy, Best Buy. Um, nice. So then I got one after that from Walmart for my brother. Um, but it turns out he had actually gotten another friend to get him one also. So I have a second one sitting in a box that <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Um, wow. Giveaway? Uh, not giveaway, but <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for a friend or family. That if, if they can get it, great. If not, I might just return it. We'll see. Um, I know but, I've seen like I've seen stores doing things like GameStop now, or like uh, like GameStop's doing like pro members only kind of stuff, or Amazon's doing like Amazon Prime members only. That's how I got things. the Xbox. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's what you have to do now. So I ended up uh, subscribing to a service that was $5 a month that sends you alerts on your phone when stock hits. And like wow. you have all the sites that it tracks ahead of time. And so they're like, just go ahead and Safari, like log in, have a credit card on file with that company, like mm-hmm. Walmart, Target, Best Buy. And so when you get the alert, like you tap it and that deal went live maybe 10 seconds before you got that alert. So that's the way I had to do to get it. Um, <laughs> seems like a bit much. And seems even like then, I, it took me like eight or nine attempts to actually secure one with that. Yeah. Wow. Every time I see Wario sixty four on Twitter, like if I get on there and I see his tweet that's like you know five minutes ago or whatever, I'll always try and jump on, but it's always oh five minutes is mm-hmm. way too late. I mean, forty five seconds is too late. Yep. I was very well, fortunate. Want- I, I got the the Xbox in a similar way, like I said, with GameStop, and I tried to get it when a Twitter account I follow said that they were going on stock on GameStop and I got it in the cart, but it was sold out by the time I went to check out. Right. And then like two days later, or maybe it was the next day or something like that. The guy tweeted out again, GameStop still showing they have some in stock. So I don't know if that means they got more or people returned it or whatever it was. So I just clicked the link and it was already still in my cart from the last time. And so I was just like, pay now, go. Yeah. Go, go. This, go. Is, this, this is a pro tip for people that watch the podcast. Um, Target has started selling them in stores and they mm-hmm. don't advertise it online that they have them in stock. Mm-hmm. Smart move. Smart move. Yep. Um, Cause bots don't walk in stores. Yeah. Or do they? We want to welcome everybody to the Log On Games podcast. This is a weekly show in which our hosts discuss a variety of news topics from new games, big announcements, um, events such as Game Awards, which is our uh, last two weeks basically worth of stuff, uh, and more. New episodes upload every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can watch us in video format on YouTube.com. Next week will be our 2021 predictions review. I don't know what, what to call it. Basically, if you if you all remember, if not, you can go back and listen to it. Um, January, first two weeks of January, I don't remember when it was. Of 2021, we did our 2021 predictions on what we thought the gaming world was going to look like, and it is a doozy. It is a doozy. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. Go, like The year years feel like they go by fast, and then you look at, something like this and you're like wow that was a long time ago like we have on there if there will be an e3 in 2021 that was one of the questions 
<laughs> we, and let me tell you, I'm pretty sure it was 50-50 split between like six of us on whether there would or not be an E3. Uh, it's was a good seven time. Votes so, each? Seven votes each. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that next week. And um, and we'll definitely be doing that for 2022 here in January. Also, probably not next week. It'll probably be the week after. Um, we will go over our Fantasy Critic League and and all that kind of stuff. And probably, maybe, do the first ever Log On Games game of the year. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we maybe send in our top three games of the year, everybody, and then whatever, you know, gets the most... That that'll that'll be it, and then Jason will make an NFT and we'll send it to the developer. It just says "Lock On Games Game of the Year." There you go. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us and get your questions and topics and all that kind of stuff, you can follow us at Log On Games pretty much anywhere: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. Or the easiest way to talk to us and get your questions in and stuff like that is to join our Discord. And you can do that by going to any of our social media channels, hit our little link tree thing in our bio, and you'll have the Discord little section right there ready to go. Um, And we also do giveaways and stuff like that on there. Um, So we want to thank you all for listening. I know we've had had more listeners than usual this month. So Mm -hmm. thank you all. Definitely give us a follow. If whether you're listening uh, on Apple, you can rate us on there. Give us like 800 stars. I don't know if Spotify does ratings. Um, even though I use Spotify, I can't tell you if they do ratings <laughs> podcast or not. Um, or go subscribe to us on Twitch and or follow us on Twitch. Subscribe. I guess you can subscribe on Twitch and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we are going to start this episode with one of our last fantasy critic updates for this year. Um, it, it's it's coming to to an end. Those of you unaware. We may or may not do this next year. We'll see if people want to do it. Um, the goal is to draft Win. and and use your fake money to buy games throughout the year. Uh, the whole year of 2021 was what what took place here. Uh, to get the games that get the best review scores. Obviously, you have to get them on your team before they get reviewed, but your goal is to kind of find these games that are going to get the big review scores and get them on your on your squad here. Um, so right now we have two games left technically that have not come out yet. We have the gunk by Fluffy Monkey. Um, is that even? Is, yeah, it comes out, it comes out today, twelve sixteen. So as as the time we record this, and then Matthew, you have Five Nights at Freddy's Security Beach Breach, which also comes out today. Correct. It says it. on mine that it needs more reviews before it can get. I guess. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't throw a lot of pre-release copies out there or something for to get reviewed. So, and this will stop on uh, December the 31st at midnight, I believe, mm-hmm. going into 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's any other games to come out between now and then, but uh, there's some small ones. I've, I've picked up one like two weeks ago or three weeks ago or something like that. Anyway, as we stand now, Matthew's sitting at 94 points, but has Five Nights at Freddy's. Fluffy sitting at 90 points, but still has what the game I just said, the gunk. Myself sitting at 109 points. First place right now. Um, I picked up Eterna Noctis, which I ended up getting me six points. Just because it's an indie game, and I saw it, and I was like, maybe this will get over 70. I think it will. 
and then I spent all of my money on it. The rest was like fourteen dollars something, so I have zero dollars now in my there you go budget. Um, I ended up what did I not have something? Tune Battlefield twenty forty two gave me negative five points. Thank you so much. Um, Shibby sitting at ninety eight points. Um, has no games left. Still has Hollow Knight Silk Song, but I think that's been uh, been delayed or just not talked about. Unless they just mm-hmm. shadow drop it on New Year's Eve. Screw Unlike everything it. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jason, poor Jason. <laughs> I have the hottest. I have the hottest list of twenty twenty two. Here's the thing with Jason's list. Not only right now does he have five games that aren't releasing this year, but he's also dropped games that got delayed. So you pretty much had an entire lineup of games that have gotten pushed. Basically, if you want the game to come out next year, don't have me pick it for, <laughs> for the fantasy. Like, so, Horizon also, uh, West. I was going to say, all Jason has to do for next year is just draft all the games he drafted this year. It's true. Like I need dibs on these. <laughs> Uh, Shovel Knight Dig, which this I did not realize my mistake, mistake until recently. I selected Shovel Knight Dig, and I meant to do the one that Fluffy got, which is Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Did not realize those were different games at first. Um, so that was a mistake. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, which was that was the one that I thought would be like a Hail Mary. Like I th- mm-hmm. thought there was no way that game would come out this year. I haven't even gotten a second trailer. Um, <laughs> sports story. How has that game not come out? Um, I want that game. Yeah, and I did have the sequel to Breath of the Wild at one point, and I, I I was gung ho that that was the big holiday game this year, and of course it wasn't. It was not. Um, you have Returnal on here, which I just started playing. So, I mean, throw that little nugget out there. How are you liking it? Right now. I like it a lot. Nice. Not very good, but I like it. You and I have um, waited to the end of the year to play the big PS5 games. I'm playing Deathloop now, and it's phenomenal. That's how we work. Right now, we there's only, surprisingly, one, two, three, four total games that have gotten people negative points. Jason, not only do you have the rule not released, but you have the one that takes the cake. Negative 10 points right now. Danganronpa S Ultimate Summer Camp. And who would have thought? I was going to say the problem with that, I've never played that series at all, but in a last ditch effort to get points, I just like Googled the previous games in the series and I was like, oh, these these score great. Exactly. They always score super well. (laughs) That's because you didn't have Uh, them. Yeah. So I I apologize to developers. I, I, I wrecked or delayed your games this year. Is me, only me. Well, we will go into a lot more detail probably the end of this year when we do like our, I don't know what episode that's going to be, but I mean, or maybe we'll just throw it throw it in next week. We'll see. Um, yeah, let us know uh, in comments or uh, over on Discord, whatever. If you want want us to to do this again, if you want to be a part of it as well, um, and maybe we can have a bigger a bigger league next year. Now, let's go into some of the topics from this past week. Again, we have our Game Awards reactions on YouTube. Uh, we have a, If you don't care about that stuff, we have our Game Awards kind of mini review. Um, Jason, you were not on it, really, but 
Did you watch Game Awards? How did you feel about it? I watched probably half of it. Um, I was I, I was right in the sense that uh, the It Takes Two developer was going to get a mention. I was way off mm-hmm. when they got Game of the Year. Yeah. Still don't. I was like, oh, I still man. still don't like it. I still don't like it. I was like, just, just me. I thought I knew he'd get attention because he's basically the meme of the game awards at this point. But like, that's a hundred percent true. He got the game too. He got he secured the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it was a time. It was a time. Um, something. There's two things before we get into. We're gonna talk about Splinter Cell first. There's two things. Splinter Cell being one of them. That I'm a. That I'm, I'm, it's weird that it's. It wasn't announced at the Game Awards, and they announced it so like a week after or whatever, which is the Splinter Cell remake. So I feel like that would have been a big deal at the Game Awards. And then also the PlayStation faceplates and the new controller colors. I feel like you could have thrown both of those in at the Game Awards. Like, why not? And you would have had a bigger audience and reaction than just like tweeting it out a week later. It's kind of strange. I guess. I don't think the faceplates, I don't, I really don't think most people care. I want, I want them. Which I one do you want? At all. I want all of them. <laughs> no, I, just don't, um, I, just, I just don't think most people care. For the I, longest I think time. If, say I, what? Say, I think if they showed it at the Game Awards, most people would just be like, I mean, okay, cool, I, I we guess. Get controller colors as well. New controller colors. Okay. Um, but yeah, for the longest time, I've thought about, I've seen people online that have, they'll ship their face plates to like actual artists. And be like, I want, you know, whatever. I want a Spider-Man epic drawing on it. Or I just want like some random graffiti art style or whatever it is. So they just ship them the face plates and ship them back so they have something cool or whatever. So I thought about doing that, but I haven't. And so now we got all these other colors. I think personally I want to go with the purple. My wife said she wants the pink. I also like the pink. I also like the sky blue. And I like the black. I like them all. That's the problem. So what you do is you buy both purple and pink and put one of each on. That's it. That's what you do. That's a that's a great. I can't do that with a controller though. Cut but the then you buy the blue controller and you've got all three. That's it. You got all. What about you? The gauntlet is complete. I think I definitely want to get the purple controller at least. I'm just glad we finally got some PlayStation controller colors. Drop you didn't three like at one time. Black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but uh, well, I, it's really funny how they just like you know we're just got three of them right now. That's true. That's true. Hey, hopefully some people like it. I'm when it comes to electronics, I try my best to get everything in white because that's just what I enjoy. So I'm a happy man already. That you are. That you are. Um, but we are going to get into the Splinter Cell remake. I'm reading this from. This video is going to play and be loud in my ears. Okay, I paused it. Ah! Uh, reading this from IGN, the one and only IGN.com. I thought it was Ubisoft. Exactly. Ubisoft has announced that it has greenlit the development of a remake of its stealth classic, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Announced on Ubisoft's web- website, the remake will be developed by the lead st- studio Ubisoft Toronto, the, the developers of Splinter Cell Blacklist. It will be built from the ground up using the Snowdrop engine, which is the tech being used for the Division games, the upcoming Avatar Frontiers of Pandora game, and Ubisoft's as-yet-untitled Star Wars game. Uh, In an interview posted to the Ubisoft website, producer Matt West said, I think it kind of has to be a remake as opposed to a remaster. 
although we're still in the very early stages of development, what we're trying to do is to make sure that the spirit of the early game remains intact in all the ways that gave early Splinter Cell its identity. There's more on this article if you want to go in and read it. Um, Again, it's on IGN.com. And Jason, have you played Splinter Cell games? I have not. I've, I've watched them. It's just never been my thing. I'm not the stealthiest of people. Yeah, I don't have patience for stealth games. <laughs> Matthew, I, I know you've played them. I love them. Absolutely love them. I um, actually, it was I. Maybe it was you. I had the conversation with. I don't remember, but Deathloop. The thing I love about Deathloop the most so far is that it gives me the option to play the way that I want to play. And if I can play a game and choose to go stealthy, I always go stealthy. And so that's what I'm. I'm probably taking twice the time it takes to beat this game if you don't play stealthy. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I like it. I, I feel like um, uh, the butler on Mr. Deeds. I'm Betty Betty Sneaky. <laughs> Are you uh, excited that this is a remake? Would you care if it was a, a remake, a remaster, or would you rather them just it do needs something to be a completely remake. new? I think it needs to be a remake. I think the games were awesome then, but there's, um, I think it'd be very clunky feeling if it was not a remake, honestly. Um, would you rather have a remake or just a brand new game? New story. I'd rather them oh, remake the second. I want a remake of the second one. That's what I want. That's that's what they're doing. They're going to start with the second one and remake it. That's what I want. No, <laughs> I think um, remakes fine. I don't. Uh, I think that there's been, as we've seen with Resident Evil and some other things, that there's there's room for that, and if done well, people are totally fine with that. And it's it's been long enough that there's so many people that would play that remake that didn't even pretend to even like weren't born when the original came out. So, mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's, it's, there's enough space in between. I think a remake is fine. Um, if done, if done well, obviously. And then, but hopefully that leads to a new game. You would think. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jason, what about you? Do you care, you care about this news at all? Would you not play really. a remake maybe? Um, I would not. I'm glad for the fans because I know it's, Ubisoft has gotten away from kind of the core of what it started out as, but uh, I personally don't have any interest in it. Same. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have nothing to say about it. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's always possible you're remaking something, especially if it's you would assume it's going to be for next-gen consoles only. So it could just blow people away when it comes out. It could be one of those, one of those game changers. They could God of War it, you know what I mean? That's the question. Is it, is, is it like a, a faithful remake or is it a Final Fantasy VII remake? And it's yeah. completely I would assume more Final re-imagining. Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. It is Ubisoft we're talking about here. Could be it's anything. True. They could make it into a dance game for all we know. The rabbits are so, in it. <laughs> it's Splinter Cell remake, but you have to use the Dance Dance Revolution yep. uh, mat to play the game. And it's it's a Splinter Rabbids. <laughs> I would be interested then. Snake Rabbit. <laughs> well um jason you have the analog pocket pocket analog um it is out it is in the wild people can maybe find one for sale on ebay in your local uh <laughs> facebook marketplace uh, or you can go over to the website and pre-order them now jason this what so I'm not too tuned into this, but this is basically supposed to be what a uh, Game Boy slash Game Boy Color slash all Game Boys or what? 
Yeah, so let me um, get on my soapbox here and kind of give you guys yes. a quick quick Just rundown of what it is. Love soap. The tea, um, as the kids say. Yes, as the youths say. So um, <laughs> this right here, analog pocket. I have the white one. So Matt, I'm with you. I like white technology as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Apple ruined me and made me like white things with the iPod. Um, but basically... It is a. I'm gonna turn it on. It's gonna be super loud at first. I apologize. Um, does it do a? Does it do the Game Boy sound? Uh, it doesn't do that one, but it does do a massively loud sound. It's, uh, it does. It plays dub. It's dubstep. You turn it on. The <laughs> <laughs> that was it, and that was me covering the speakers. But basically, little fart. Um, little fart. Amazing screen. Um, it plays actual physical cartridges. So it right. is not an emulator. Um, it is physical cartridges of what systems? Uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance without any adapters. And then they make adapters for other ones. Uh, I think it's Game Gear, Atari Lynx, and Neo Geo Pocket, uh, if I remember correctly. I have some um, Game Gear games. And if you can find my favorite Neo Geo Pocket game, I might have to buy one of those things. That's wild. I, I've never played anything besides Nintendo or Sony for handhelds. Um, but basically the system is super basic as far as like feature set when it comes to games, it's, you know, four face buttons, your D pad start select, and then their menu button down there, shoulder buttons on the back, and then your cartridge slot. And, um, so kind of the, the thing behind it is that because it's not emulation, it plays actual physical cartridges. It's a really good, um, preservation of the medium, um, and that's a lot of what you're paying for. There's also some custom tools that they have and that they've partnered with. So you can make music that would have been possible on a Game Boy, or you can actually make an entire game using an engine called GB Studio and run it on here. And um, so that's kind of the, the benefit of it. And then it's got modern technology like USB-C and right there it is. to a link cable. This is an actual link cable that like a Game Boy Color would use. Um, and so, do you still have a link cable? That's the real question. Unfortunately, I don't. Um, do they sell link cables on their website? I, I don't know the answer to that. That's a great question. So I'm on it. I'm on it. The reason I bought it is because some of my favorite games are from the GBA generation, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance era. Um, and I just wanted to play some games more simply again. Um but on a really good form factor that has an amazing screen and really good battery life and charges with a modern charger. Um, so I've had it since earlier today. It just got in the mail today. Um, I have enjoyed the heck out of it. And the big thing I see online that people keep complaining about is that it's really expensive when you can just emulate games and they are correct. It is expensive. I also have this other thing, which is, uh, Ambernick uh, RG351P, which is an emulator, and it looks kind of like a Game Boy Advance with analog sticks and extra buttons. Um, this is an emulator, and the difference between these two really comes down to preservation. So, like, mm-hmm. one is you're paying, you're you know, you're playing physical cartridges the way they were intended. There's no speeding up the game. There's no ROM hacks unless you have it physically on a cartridge. Um, and software updates. The, yeah, no software updates. It's just like it's very purist. Um, mm-hmm. Where this is, you load up ROMs, you have multiple save states, you can 2x the speed of the game or change up the controls on the fly. And, you know, there's 
in some games, this is a better experience. Any 20-year-old RPG where it's going to ask you to grind for three hours right before the final boss, an emulator's nice to move it up to 3x speed. But if you want the game the way you remember it... Mm -hmm. It's the new generation version. Pocket-to-pocket link cable on their store. $15.99. That's not bad. bad. It's the new version of streaming audio or listening to the album that you have on the record player. It really is. I mean, that's actually probably the most um, fair comparison is to say, like, this is records. I mean, some people are going to buy it because they're hipsters, and some Mm -hmm. people are going to buy it because this is the closest thing to what they remember. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little bit in between both of them because some of the games I want to play on this I've never actually played before. But Well, something... Something you were talking about before we got on too is the like the price of Pokemon physical games right now is yeah. just through the roof, and so that's the other side of it too. Is like your your song you're streaming on Spotify will never be worth money, but that album you have may end up being worth some money or you know being valuable in the long. Yeah, run. this is a very boutique item. Um, mm-hmm. I think they sold probably somewhere around twenty thousand in their initial run, based on the order numbers that, that I was seeing. Um, I was a couple of, yeah, I'm I'm in the initial run. So the initial run, they announced this thing in 2019. This is like, they announced it pre-pandemic and it went on sale for pre-order in 2020. And they delayed it, I think, three times before it finally got here due to chip shortages and everything else in the world. Um, But now that it's out, uh, it was $200. It's now $220. Um, So yeah, it's... I would, I would say the closest thing you compare it to is like a, a really nice record player or, mm-hmm. um, you know, something kind of of that era. It's, yeah, it's more analog. I mean, the company's called analog. So, you know, you, you're physically swapping the games. You're, um, yeah. doing link cables. If you want to play with friends, it's not an emulator where you start up some server or something. It's, sure. it's a very purist experience and I'm glad that it exists because it, essentially preserves the legacy of the game boy you know another couple decades for those who want it mm-hmm. like this is except like usb c rechargeable battery amazing would you screen. be more or less interested in something that was <laughs> that offered both where you could play a physical cartridge or emulate on um so from what i've read it sounds like the potential to have mods or have it jailbroken to play emulators is pretty high um the company analog that's not their stance they their stance is sure. preservation um from what i've seen but it seems like the community because they, they they make the same thing for some home consoles um older generation home yeah, I was consoles. Looking at they have like the sega one and the <laughs> super nintendo one or something on there yeah they they've done that and they've done some audio gear like they have a DAC. um and basically their 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 goal their mission is preservation and they charge like it's going to be a low volume product and they release right. in low volumes. Um, so, I mean, this is something that I don't intend on really ever selling, but say I keep it five years and I do want to sell it. I think I'll be able to sell it for more than I bought it for because right now right. they are on eBay for like seven to $900. I'll give you not that much for it. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, what's I, your what would be your review so i assume you've been playing it uh screen battery life all that kind of stuff what would your review of this be yeah so um for context i've got like the switch oled and i've got some pretty good devices with pretty good screens this one is up there um it's a fantastic screen but everything you're gonna play on it is you know old 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it comes down to, do you want to play physical cartridge games? If so, there's mm-hmm. no better way to do it for the Game Boy era. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love them. I have a handful of games that I want to play that I've loved for decades. You know, we, we were talking before the podcast. I want to find Pokemon Crystal. Um, mm-hmm. It's a game that I haven't played in a long time. I played the remakes on the DS and I loved those, but I want to play the original again. And hunting down a cartridge is the first step, but it's also kind of sure. fun. What are so, some of the fantastic um, product? What are what are a handful of the games off the top of your head that you either like are excited to play again because you have them or that you really want to find and play? Yeah, so the two I've got right now are Pokemon Fire Red, which is kind of fun because I bought this months ago in anticipation of the, the device shipping earlier. And you can see it's got an actual... For those yeah. who are listening, we have a, a video version of the podcast where I'm showing it off. But, um, you know, it's got a physical GBA slot. Um, it's right. not as deep as, like, the old GBA was, so you can see the artwork, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. Cool. Um, cool. So Pokemon Fire Red, and then, if you remember, you got me hooked up with a copy of Golden Sun earlier this year. So Golden Sun and its yeah. sequel, The Lost Age, are the other two you, games. You gave me, you gave me some, some May <laughs> year, and I just saw oh, them in right. concert, like... Like 10 or 12 days ago, something like that. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. They did their uh, 15-year anniversary. That's wild. Yeah, Golden Sun I'm excited about because Mm -hmm. the second Golden Sun game is one of my favorite games of all time, and I haven't played through it in probably about 10 years. I'm looking at an authentic Pokemon Crystal. It's going to be expensive. It's $100. (laughs) But I could go pick it up. I'm right. I'm 30 minutes away from it. Yeah, I've looked at them all into the universe, so you have it. Yeah, yeah. I if I had one of those, because you said it plays some things with adapters too, like Neo Geo. Like there's there's a game I absolutely love for uh, the Neo Geo Pocket that was um um I don't remember what how it was listed either SNK versus Capcom or Capcom versus SNK Card Fighters Clash. It's a card fighting game. It's like a I, I love it. Very very good one. So and. Uh, it's a good, yeah. There's a baseball game also on Neo Geo Pocket that's killer. It's it's funny you mentioned that. So the, there's adapters. They're about thirty bucks a pop for the different consoles. Not all of them are released yet, but um, the accessories market for this thing has some pretty cool stuff. Besides the adapters, there's also an HDMI dock that they make that I did not pre-order the first time around, but they opened pre-orders again this week for them, and I did add a dock. Um, and that from what their marketing says and what the first round of people who have gotten the doc say is that basically it is the truest way to capture um, game boy footage. So this is, this has a lot of potential for streaming and for, you know, like the YouTube scene and whatnot. Uh, Cause before Mm -hmm. legitimate, like if you wanted to do it the legal way that Nintendo would like, you were hooking up a GameCube and a game boy player and recording that over like some component cables 100%. So this is a HDMI feed that will do up to 1080p, which I mean, mm-hmm. it's a 160p or 144p game, but yeah, yeah, it's crisply cool. upscaled. That's nice. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I want to play that. One. To me, honestly, the Pokemon. I love the Pokemon games, but because they're all so similar even though I enjoy all of them, I think my favorite Pokemon game was the card game for Game Boy Color Mm -hmm. Um, because it's the only one that is like that other than whatever their online thing they have, I guess. 
I assume they still have it. I don't even know if it's still a thing or not, but that's a good yeah, one. And then like, uh, you can play it on in a web browser basically. Yeah, I thought so. And then, um, on top of that, um, was final fantasy tactics. Was that advance? That was Game Boy advance. Yeah. Yeah. Final that fantasy game tactics is, advance was. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Oh yeah. That that's a game that for years and years and years, I said, even just re-release it on something now, and I would buy it. Like, just put that on the Switch as is, and I would play it. And now you have, um, whatever, Triangle Octopath Traveler, or whatever the heck that game's called, coming out. Um, and that's basically, it's basically another tactics game. So It's true. I'm excited What's about What's it called? One. Triangle Strategy, is that right? Uh, yeah, I think Triangle Strategy. Did they drop Project from the name of it? Because it was originally Project Triangle Strategy. I think they did. I don't know. I don't know, but the I game looks cool. I am looking at Nintendo Game Boy Pokemon trading card game in Windsor, South Carolina. It's $50. Oh, shoot. Saying. Can you Saying. can we find can we find a Neo Geo Capcom versus SNK Card Fighters Clash? That's the question. That might be old. <laughs> Neo Geo Pocket. I don't even know what the name of this game is called. Capcom versus SNK. I think there's more than one game as well with the card fighters. It's like kind of like a kind of like the Pokemon. They do the the red, blue, or whatever. I want to say there's two of those. I see nothing on Facebook Marketplace that's near me. I do have a 1992 <laughs> Sega Game Gear, the Majors Pro Baseball video game that you could get for five dollars. There you go. Same thing, pretty much. Okay, I see one right here for SNK vs. Capcom Car Fighters Class for 185. There's cheap ones and not in English. If you're up for that, log on games the Facebook the... Marketplace podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Besides Pokemon games, I know you said you went to a couple stores. What is the average price for these? I assume it's game by game basis, but like, yeah, I mean, so series that are well loved right now are super expensive um mm-hmm. i think yeah. the nes classics version of metroid 2 i saw for like 40 dollars or metroid i saw for like 40 dollars but then there's a bunch of games that are like my little pony 2003 that are like six dollars you know um classic so yeah <laughs> yeah you're uh, your typical like your sports game of the year your movie tie-in game um those are like sub $10 games. It's just the cost to keep it in stock basically. But yeah, anything well loved, like I saw a couple of Zelda games and it, if, if they have a smash bros entry, then the price is like mm-hmm. at least $30. Yeah. What's, also, uh, what, what's the max Pokemon? What, what Pokemon game do you think it's like the most expensive? Um, I don't know if it's still this way, but for a while, heart gold and soul silver were touching the $200 mark. Interesting. Yeah. I would have assumed it'd be like yellow. Because obviously it's older and it's rarer than blue and red. Yeah, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, if you have the Poco Walker, you basically just funded your child's college. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And then so I also was big into um Mega Man Battle Network. Great, yes. great advanced game. And then Andrew was super into and I actually I I played it uh years later on the emulator and really liked it. Metabots, which is a really really solid yep. i actually played both of those games i played the first four battle network games there you go the metabots the early metabots games I, that uh battle system is cool with the three just like the three v three and like the different speeds and stuff going it was really it was interesting it was a new take on that and or it's a much better that are, game uh, than it had any credit to be 
or any it's on yeah. GameCube, and then I also believe on the DS Fat Custom Robo. Solid mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Very much enjoyed that. And I did. I did love the Golden Suns, which you already mentioned. So, all right, Jason, first first ever. It's been two years. First ever logon games review. How many pumpkins would you, would you give it? How many logs Ooh. would you give? How it? many logs out of what? What's the what's the? <laughs> it's up to you. It's up to you. So it's there up to you. None. Whatever you say is what goes now. Ooh. Okay. Wow. This is tough. <laughs> Remember, um, back to Rebecca Black's probably not listening. I will give it. I don't know. I don't know. I can't give it a number. <laughs> it's. It's very near and dear to my heart. We'll see if that's the case after playing it a while, but I love it, and I am not going to Very let my, near and dear logs. My kids are not going to touch this. They're allowed there to touch go. the it's, Switch. They'll press buttons on the PlayStation. They will not know this exists. There you go. Um, that screen looks like it's a decent size bigger than any of the it systems. Is. So it's for comparison because I'm, I came prepared. Um, it's about the size of a 3DS XL. Um, and, oh, oh, yeah, it's big okay. and in thickness, it's pretty similar as well. Uh, flat mm-hmm. on the table, they're almost That's exactly thick boy, the same. Thick butt. Yeah, and compared to like the Switch Lite, it's definitely smaller, but it's still not a pocket friendly system. Um, yeah, and the screen is three and a half inches, so it's substantially larger than the original Game Boy. And Game Boy Advance games, since it is a almost square screen, they crop a little bit, so they have black bars. Game Boy Advance games look like they're about the original size when they're cropped. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, there you have it, folks. First ever, uh, he, he gave it near and dear to his heart logs. Yeah. You guys you guys, <laughs> let me do what I haven't done in a long time, which is make a, a review for a product online. I've missed doing this. <laughs> there you go. I like it. All right. So we have to do every Thursday. Yes. Every Thursday at 1129 p.m. Eastern time. My wallet will give a review to something. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to move on to uh, some PlayStation news that dropped during the Game Awards fiasco stuff. Um, I'm reading this from Bloomberg.com. PlayStation plans a new service to take on Xbox Game Pass. I'll just read it. I'll just read it. Sony's Sony Group Corp's PlayStation division is planning a new subscription service to compete with rival Microsoft's popular Xbox Game Pass, according to people familiar with Sony's plans and documents reviewed by Bloomberg. The service, codenamed Spartacus, will allow PlayStation owners to pay a monthly fee for access to a catalog of modern and classic games, said the people who asked uh, not to be identified because... They weren't authorized to speak to the press about the plans. Ooh, spooky, 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 spooky. The offering will likely be available on the smash hit PlayStation 4, which has sold more than 116 million units, and its elusive successor, the PS5, which launched more than a year ago, but is still difficult to buy due to supply chains. But now, Jason has told us how to, how to get one. You just gotta, you just gotta fight. It's the only way you just fight for your right to party. I was about when to it, say that. I actually was too. When it, <laughs> <laughs> when it launches, expected in the spring, the service will merge Sony's two existing subscription plans, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. Currently, PlayStation Plus is required for more 
for most online multiplayer games and offers free monthly titles, while PlayStation Now allows users to stream or download older games. Documents reviewed by Bloomberg suggest that Sony's plans to retain the PlayStation Plus branding, but phase out PlayStation Now. Mm-hmm. Details on Spartacus may still not be finalized, but the documentation reviewed by Bloomberg outlines a service with three tiers. The first would include existing PlayStation Plus benefits. The second would offer a large catalog of PS4 and eventually PS5 games. The third tier would would add extended demos, game streaming, and a a library of classic PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. A representative for PlayStation didn't immediately respond to a request for a comment. Although PlayStation has outsold the Xbox in recent years, Sony has lagged behind Microsoft on the subscription front. With this new structure, Sony will look to compete with a, with an Xbox feature that has been popular and lucrative. Microsoft's Game Pass, which is often dubbed the Netflix of video games, has more than 18 million subscribers. It allows Users to pay $10 to $15 a month for unlimited access to several hundred games. Xbox has built its overall strategy around the service in recent years, putting all of its internal published games on Game Pass as soon as they're released. Xbox has also made big acquisitions, such as the Bethesda Softworks uh, last year for $7.5 billion, with the goal of bolstering the Game Pass library. Sony is also putting resources into expanding its efforts in cloud gaming, People familiar with the plan said Microsoft's xCloud game streaming service became widely available this year. Hmm. And there you have it. Matthew, initial thoughts. Um, sure. Cool. I guess. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just, um, I, I don't think you really can say too much on it until you know pricing, until you know if that if they're going to do the same thing with first party games, there's just a lot of, a lot of things that are still question marks, but um, yeah, I can't imagine any, any world in which they're putting their first party games on game pass day and date. That would just blow my mind. For I would, I assume that's what they're going to do, but I won't be shocked if they don't, but Jason, I, would, I don't, you, I don't thoughts. think you can, I don't think you can do this and compete unless you do that. Be, otherwise don't do it at all. Sure. That's what I think. I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm somewhere between both of y'all. Um, mm-hmm. I think Sony doesn't want to do this. I think that they just like are pressured to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a lot of those things where Sony's so far ahead in terms of like the number of units sold, but it's like, an Apple music and Spotify situation. Spotify is the smaller company, but they have way more subscribers. Um, and it's like Microsoft is, they're huge, but they're behind Sony when it comes to like actual people playing games. Um, Oh yeah. But is that always going to be the case? Like, you know, when is the tide going to turn from owning a game to just renting it, streaming it in? Um, so I, I think, Day one, it'll be low effort. You'll probably see it somewhere closer to like an N64 expansion pass than, or expansion pack, what <laughs> they call it, than um, yeah. Game Pass. But mm. I I don't think it'll have day and date first party titles. You might see like a hundred day gap or six month gap or something, or at best the standard sixty slash seventy dollar version with no DLC, and that's 
what you pay yeah. for or something. I don't know. It's I don't see them giving up the cash cow and they really invest in their studios. So like they need they really those do. sales to recoup. Um, it could, uh, a lot of this, I think depends on like seeing that this is a three tiered thing just like frustrates me. Like it shouldn't, I wish it just be easier if it was just one, one ordeal, you know, you pay this one uh, price and this is what you get. Unless, three tiers makes me think like, just what if, what if the third tier is $30 a month? And that's the one that comes with all the playstations, PS1, PS2, PS3, and it's like that. If you do this third tier, you get the game's day and date, but it's thirty four ninety nine a month or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, I would do, yeah, I would totally do that. Microsoft also had a really interesting model when they, I don't remember what it's called, um, when they sold the Xbox as like a two year, you know. Mm. Split the cost. all access all access yeah, yeah yeah that's what i i have my series x is with xbox all access yeah. see that they I call think everything is a either interesting model they call everything either x or s and so they put xs together in the same word and decided to sell it that way there it <laughs> yes it was super easy because <laughs> it was like that was the, it was because like it like jason said like we talked about earlier when a console goes on sale they're done in like two seconds but the all access ones usually stay available because like it checks your credit score and it is, it's almost like, like it is when you go get a new phone. Like you can't, depending on what your payment's going to be, whatever. But it's, it's a whole lot easier than that. Like as long as your credit score checks out, basically like you're good to go and it's $0 down. And they, I got it within like a day and a half. It was at my house from when see, I that's, that's interesting. Cause when, when consoles are readily available and you're actually competing on the merit of who has the better service, it's going to be a yeah. lot easier to convince people to, Set their foot in the door for fifty dollars today versus six hundred dollars today. Yeah, um, I pay thirty. I think it's thirty four or like thirty two ninety nine or something like that for two years, and it's Game Pass Ultimate and the Series X for two years, basically. Yeah. So at the end of it, you save like twenty dollars, but it, that's not that's not the selling point. Mm-hmm. I don't even think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just it's just interesting. I think I I. I mentioned it before. I think my preference is the classic model. Just pour the, I'd rather pay the $60, $70 a game if they're better games. I just, if you go to this model, I'm, um, it, it then makes you wonder if that's going to make them, maybe there's a little bit less money to put into the, the first party games or whatever. So, which is, but maybe that's the worst. That's maybe, but that's worst case. Worst case scenario is, that their first party games are not as good as what they are with the old party or old, uh, old model. So, but I yeah. don't, I don't know. I don't see why that would be the case. Um, I, I, I don't have any issue with like a 15, $20 a month tier, um, that has, you know, a hundred, like kind of like game passes now. And then a 25 or $30 tier that has the first party games too. I think that's fair. I'm, I would do that. Absolutely. And and it gives people the option at least, and that keeps your that probably keeps your revenue pretty similar to what it it would would be um, every if everyone bought the game. So, what I think the best thing to come out of this is going to be eventually is the games that aren't first party that come day one to these platforms because Xbox has been killing it. We should say, I mean, like a game like Back for Blood, for example. Being on Game Pass day one is like that's a big deal to a lot of people. If we get to the point where it's 
the sports games, the, like the Call of Duties. Like, what if PlayStation's like every Call of Duty game is day one on our PS Pass or whatever they're going to call it? Mm. And then, like, just the competition between them going back and forth on games like that. I- it's going to be great for everyone. I think that's going to end yeah. up being the best part about this entire thing. It's, it's them competing to try sounds, and get these third parties. It sounds to me like they're just going to call it PS Plus. It'll just be PS Plus, PS Plus, plus whatever. Plus. Advanced, advanced, <laughs> yeah, plus. plus Plus, PS Plus, Ultra, or whatever. You know what I mean? They have three different tiers that way. It makes sense to me. Um, so, we'll I'm, I'm excited, but hopefully this is in the spring. Um, I believe one of my predictions for 2021 is that this was going to happen this year. So now I'm a little upset because it's going to be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get the points because it's not happening this year. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess we'll see. We'll see soon. I expect PlayStation to do another big time stream probably March-ish to announce this and talk about PlayStation VR and all that kind of stuff. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like that's coming, and probably give updates on games like Final Fantasy and God of War and all that kind of stuff. I feel like I feel like a yeah. big one's a brewing. They were they're pretty silent at the Game Awards, and so uh, I feel like if this is supposedly coming out in spring or, or slightly before that, I feel like we'll get, we get something. Which yeah, could be yeah, cool. Cool. Um, and PlayStation has in the past really gone hard for third party type type stuff. Even even second party like games like like Quantic Dream has that new Star Wars game that's coming out. Quantic Dream and PlayStation worked together for the longest time. That could be one of those games that's day one on this PlayStation Pass or something like that. Yeah. True. We'll see. True. I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it. And we will see what happens coming up. Um but that's about going to do it for us on this podcast. Any final thoughts before we end? This oh boy, maybe I should go pre-order a, a Game Boy thing for a year and a half from now. Who knows? <laughs> Could happen. I mean, flip it on eBay, and you can afford yourself a PS5 or a PS6 Jason's, by the time you get it. To be fair, Jason's I could probably sell flip his this. and then pre-order like five more. <laughs> I know, right? I could probably flip this Halo Xbox Series X for significantly more than I paid for it, is my guess. It's true. There's two things that I've been looking for hardcore. One is the Halo um, Elite 2 controller. It's very similar to the consoles. It's like they just don't ever put them out, and then as soon as they're out, they're gone. And there's also these things called Sticks Golf Clubs. I don't know if you've seen these. (laughs) But uh, they're basically golf clubs, and you can get them. They're just really expensive. Those are the two things. Well, is it is it sticks with an X or sticks with it a... is sticks with an X, sticks with an X, because for those of you that don't know, you may not be able to tell this. Maybe first. I'm a tall boy, six four, six foot. My wife yep. likes to say six five. The doctor says six four and a half. You be the judge. So <laughs> sticks golf clubs. Your wife is also about three feet tall. So sticks golf clubs not a sponsor, but I may clip this out. Because you can't be a sponsor. All you have to do is send me some golf clubs. But they do the thing where you can order them online and they can, uh, it tells you what height, well, you pick what height you are. And so it adds link. They'll add link to the clubs, like an inch or two inches or half an inch or whatever, depending on if you're a tall boy or a short boy. And I'm like, man, that sounds nice. And I like, and these, I like how they look. 
and I've read all the reviews, but that and the Xbox or the Halo Elite Series <laughs> 2 controller. Those are the two things. Those are very Microsoft different things. I thought they are very different things. I, I thought you were about to tell us some video game golf club thing. Nope. And they're real. You, you did not. They're real life. Not the Wii Golf anymore. It's not what we're doing. But, um, but yeah, that's going to about do it for us again next week. I believe we're going to have our 2021 prediction review. We're going to go back, oh, back in oops. time, almost 365 days. And I'll do, I'll do a little tease. Let me, let me, uh, bring, let me bring it up because it's going to blow your mind. Things that we predicted would happen in 2021. We had myself, Matthew, Braylon, Andrew, Robot Giggles, and Jason. We all of us have had predictions. We said, would there be a new Switch model? Would Halo get delayed? Would God of War get delayed? Will there be an E3 2021? Holy Grail announcements, which include... <laughs> okay, I, I, I can't say it. I can't say it. You just have to come next week because some of these are ridiculous. Was there um, any predictions these, about Rebecca Black? No, no Rebecca Black predictions, unfortunately. Well, She'll make it to the year. podcast. She'll make it to the podcast and have her... Exactly. Um, but we want to thank you all for listening again new podcast every Friday right here whether you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google or Amazon or wherever it is you get your podcast we want to thank you for listening come back go over to our youtube.com slash maybe log on games or just search log on games will pop up um, if, especially if you're interested in the analog pocket you can you can see how it looks in Jason's glorious hands oh, and shoot. Jason's glorious face and you can see his face looking at it. A couple of white boys. And then it looking at his face and they look back. <laughs> Do they share a moment? Do they kiss? You don't know. You have to come, you have to come, you have to come and see. Not on screen. <laughs> um, and again, yeah, you can join our Discord, be a part of the show. Give us your topics and questions. Um, just find us on social media, at Logon Games. Click the link tree and you'll, you'll be set to go wherever it is that you want A bunch go. of logs. <sighs> We will be with you all again next Friday. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Oh, let's break it.